Hey, you are listening to the Inspire Her podcast. My name is Farron, and I'm so excited to bring in some inspiration, some amazing guests, and give you the tools you need to live your best life. Let's learn from each other, let's support each other, and let's inspire her. Hello, welcome back to the Inspire Her podcast. I am so excited for today's episode and so excited to give you some amazing content and something to inspire you today. And so, person that I am interviewing, um, this is so cool because actually a couple months ago, maybe more than a couple months, but I got an email from a company and they said, hey, we want to send you a book. And they want you to talk about it. And I was like, oh, sure. Like, I, I love getting stuff. And I was like, send it over. And so as soon as they sent it to me, um, I immediately look, you know, I look this woman up. And her name is Tanya Dalton. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, what is this? And I'm like, is this her first book? And, um, and I have to say that I am a book person where I – like if it looks cute, I'm gonna I'm gonna like read it. And so I pick the book up and I like I love the cover. I like I love holding a book in my hands and being like, okay, can I envision myself reading this? And I took it to the pool uh, the next day and my kids are swimming. I take it to the pool and immediately I was drawn in. I was like, oh my gosh, this like this is amazing. I felt like she knew me. Like they sent somebody sent this to me for a reason because I needed this book. So you know, later on, it kind of inspired me to do this podcast. Like I loved everything she said and about balance in my life. And so I decided I was going to reach out to her and say, would you like to be on my podcast? And to me, she's, she's famous and she's everywhere and she's all over the place and everybody knows her. And I was so nervous. And I, Mel Robbins, 54321 messaged her like, Hey, do you want to be on my podcast? It'd be so cool. And she wrote back and she, and I was, I was so excited. I like threw my phone down. I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't believe this. Like this, you know, this, she's going to be my podcast, you know, and it just, going like finishing her book and just you know following her now i i this couldn't be at a better time and to give you the inspiration that she has given me so i'm going to welcome tanya dalton who wrote her first book the joy of missing out um and she does so much more than that and so how are you tanya i'm so glad that you're going to be on here well i have to say after that introduction i am fabulous thank you <laughs> <laughs> It means so much to me that you have been inspired by by what I've written and what I talk about. And really, you know, we kind of talked about this before we hit the record button, but that's that's why I do what I do. I really want women to feel, you know, in control of their day and in charge of their destiny and to, to give them the tools so that they can really make that happen. So to hear that that is what happened for you, that just makes my heart so full and makes me incredibly, incredibly happy. Yay. So this is, this is your first book. It is, yes. Which is so crazy to me because, I mean, honestly, reading it, it's, I'm like, it doesn't seem like this, I mean, this is an amazing first book. Like this first book, it's a hit, you know, drop the mic, you know? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, writing a book is something that I've wanted to do since I was 12 years old, standing in Mr. Carlisle's sixth grade classroom. You know, I didn't know, obviously at the time when I was 12, I didn't know I'd be writing about productivity or necessarily for women. I just knew I wanted to write because I loved the way it felt. And so now it's really so interesting how our lives go full circle, where my journey has brought me to the point where I have written a book and accomplished this huge, you know, lifetime goal that I've had. And so, so it's kind of amazing. Like when you're able to really, you know, think about those things you want to do, they truly are achievable. We just have to create the path to get us there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, your book is all about that. So everybody mm -hmm. listening, like it is, 
a must. And so, and actually it's crazy because I was writing down, you know, what stuck out to me from your book. And I had written down in the very beginning, your first sentence after the introduction, chapter one was, it says, what did you do today? And it was your husband asking you what you did today. And that got me in because I think you spoke to every woman, every, and maybe even Mm -hmm. men too, listening. Like when you get that question at night and you're like, and my husband, his is, um, did you crush your day? And I am on the defense mode. Like, like, oh my gosh. Like, (laughs) and I don't, I like, and that's what like drew me into this book. I was like, you're speaking to my soul. Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, I think it's so true. I feel like, you know, we're so quick to remember all the things that went wrong or all the things we didn't do and we forget all the good. And so for me, and it sounds like for you as well, when my husband who doesn't, I mean, my husband loves me and he really is very interested. What did you do today? For me, it was like, I got in defense mode. Like, well, I, I mean, like I did this and I did that. And, I, and I'm truly, I almost, you know, can't think of anything when it comes down to it. Like, what good did you do today? That whole slate is like wiped clean for some reason. And it, it's so defeating and it's so frustrating to feel like, what did I do today? You know, did I do enough? And really the bigger question here is what is enough? What is going to be enough that makes you feel like today was a good day? Right. That's, yeah. And that's where I am. As soon as that question comes, I'm like, I don't know. And I I do, I start thinking about all the things. I feel like I have to make up some stuff. Well, like, and (laughs) I wiped a butt today, you know, like, and I picked up the socks and (laughs) But all those things matter is the thing. All those things help life run smoothly. All those things help your family run. And and I think it's really important. And we tend to undervalue even the little things. We think that everything we do has to be these giant, huge leaps when really it's the small things every day. It's the fewer things that make the bigger difference. We get so caught up in the idea of how much we got done instead of how did I feel about my day? You know, we think it's better to cross 50 things off our list, 50 unimportant tasks off our list, because you know what, we're getting stuff done. That's, you know, I'm busy. And so we're crossing these things off, but then we're slipping into bed at night thinking, God, I didn't do enough. Didn't get enough done. When really, if we instead chose to do five things, so five seems a lot smaller than 50, but if you were to take 50 steps in 50 different directions, where are you going to end up? who knows, right? You might end up further behind where you are right now. You might end up in exactly the same spot. But if instead you chose to take five steps that were intentional, five steps in the forward direction of where you want to go, those five steps get you closer to that ideal life. That's five steps is better than 50 steps. We have to stop worrying about the numbers and worrying about how many things we're crossing off our list and instead find value in what we are actually doing and the work that we are creating. Absolutely. And I think this, this goes perfectly into the next thing that I had written down was about balance. And you touched on balance in a way that I don't think I've ever heard it from anyone else. And, and I feel like, you know, in any woman's business or just any business or entrepreneurs or they're building a business, they think that we say this all too often. Mm -hmm. We say, I need to have balance. Oh, I'm just going to have balance in my life. And I was almost like you gave permission in this book to like, you're not going to have balance. Yeah. Like like throw it out the window. Like let's, let's get over this. Let's just stop discussing balance because first of all, it doesn't exist. No. And you know, but I feel like we're always like, oh, my balance is out of whack or, (laughs) you know, my work-life balance. And here's the truth. 
first of all, there is no work-life balance. That We got to get rid of that. It's a whole myth. It's this whole thing that's been fed to us that we believe we can achieve and it's unachievable. But truthfully, we don't want balance. We don't want balance in our lives. And this is really a big mindset shift to go from I'm pursuing balance to hold on, let me just throw this in the trash and not even think <laughs> about balance. But it's true. And in the book, we talk about this idea of if you think of it like riding a bike, right? If you're perfectly balanced, yes, you can go on that same path you've always been on. But if you want to turn left, you got to lean to the left. You have to go out of perfect balance. Now, you can't stay leaned over for too long because otherwise you'll, you'll fall down and you'll scrape your knee. You have to counterbalance and lean back. And then if you want to go right, you got to lean to the right for a little bit. And then you have to counterbalance and get back, back to upright. And it's this, you know, series of leaning to one priority and then counterbalancing and then leaning into another priority and counterbalancing. Because if we are perfectly balanced, if all things are perfectly even and equal, we're not really moving forward. We're not really moving towards the life we want. We're not choosing our direction because to choose how you live your life means you need to lean into a priority. So maybe you lean into, let's say, growing a business for a season and then you need to counterbalance and then it needs to be leaning into maybe some family things and then maybe counterbalance and then lean into some personal goals and then counterbalance. It's a series of leaning in, pouring your, your, your time, your energy, and your focus into this you know, area of your life that you really want to drive forward and then counterbalancing and then leaning it into another area. And if you are not you know, leaning into an area, we're not really growing. We're not really changing. We're not really choosing our direction. We're allowing life to just take us wherever it wants. Yes. And I, that spoke to me that like the, the bike, I think of it every time. And I, you know, hear so many women say like the, the work-life balance and oh, I just need to get everything balanced. And I, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm like, here, let me throw this book in your face. Because <laughs> <laughs> I need you just to read this section of this yeah. book right now. Yeah, yeah. This section, because, you know, and it also, you did such a good job at, it gives me permission to it's okay to, you know, go strong on my business or my goals mm -hmm. for a minute, you know, like I don't have to balance everything like, and then I'll come back. And yes. I think that's really good. And I think that's maybe where some people definitely struggle. They, they either go all in on their business and leave their family behind, you know, mm -hmm. or, but it's like go in a little bit and then you're, you're, you'll be back, you know? Like, yes. So yeah, I thought that's that exactly so right. I mean, I've grown a business, you know, I have two kids and a husband and, and I've, I've grown my business in that this way where, you know, my, my business is family first. My business is family first for me. It's family first for my employees. It's family first for everyone that I interact with and that I can, that I can help, you know, with them. And so I think that we get this idea that if we're going to grow our business, we have to lean all in or not at all, you know, kind of a thing. But there's so many ways to bring your family into your business. I think so often people think, you know, you have to keep those so separate and I like to remind women, especially because I am, I'm actually a certified woman owned business. So I've gone through the entire certification process uh, because I think it's so important for women businesses to support other women businesses. But honestly, one of the things we have to remember is when we are growing a business, when we're pursuing our goals and when we're going after our ideal life, we are role modeling for our daughters, what a woman is capable of. And when we do that, we also role model for our sons what a woman is capable of, right? That's just as important as role modeling our daughters, but showing them that it's, it's good. It's good that you are something other than a mom, that you have other aspects to your life, that the world does not revolve around them, that you have your own goals and pursuits. But I really think it's good to bring them into it, 
you know, when I was growing my very first business and my kids were littles, like literally playing at my feet while I was growing my business, my son is now six, two. So he no longer <laughs> plays at my feet <laughs> now towers over me. But you know, when I first started, they were playing at my feet and I would, I would bring them into different parts of the business. I would, you know, I would get a stack of papers and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I have all these papers that I really, I really need to put the stamp on and I just don't have the time. Do you think you could do this for me? And he, what do you think he said? Oh, I help. Right. I want to help. I want to help out. Now I didn't need those pages stamped. I didn't need them stamped at all with anything, but I brought him in. He would stamp the papers. I'd be like, Oh my gosh, this is such a big help to me. I would bring him in in different ways right? Little things that you can do, even tasks you don't need done that they can quote unquote help with, that makes them feel more a part of it. As they got older, they would help me with shipping or, you know, we um, making gold foil inklings for us or, you know, uh, getting boxes ready. And even now with my kids um, who are 13 and 16 now, they come in and they help out in the business. They, you know, when they have days off of school, they come in and they help out and they're an active part of it. And I think because I have always grown my business as a family first company, as you know, a way for us to be together as a family, because let's be honest, that's why a lot of us start our businesses, because we want to create a life for ourselves where our family is the focus, right? I don't think most of us go into business going, oh, I want to make millions. It's, it's really like, I'd like to make some money. That's important. But I really want to create a lifestyle for myself where I can really focus in and make my kids and my, my spouse and my family and my friends a priority. And so by bringing them in, they feel like they're a part of it. So when you are going through stressful times and lots of things going on, they understand that and they're there to support you. It becomes a team more than a family. And I think that's really important is making your family into your teammates because we are all here to support and encourage and lift one another up. And that includes lifting me up. You know, I lift my kids up a lot. They lift me up as well when I need it. Oh, you are, this is so good. And I, you just nailed it like completely like we could just end here we're done because this, <laughs> because that is i you know i talk with a lot of women and and they're you know is the family thing and they don't want to leave their family mm -hmm. out and i'm like don't you know like yeah. especially if something that you're doing is of purpose and of passion yes. nothing is better than showing your children you know look i'm going for this you know like and come with me Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Come with me, come along with me. This is not something that, that mom does while you're at school or while you're at mother's day out or wherever it is. This is something we do together as a family. And you know, you, you might've noticed in the acknowledgements, I even talk to my kids in the acknowledgement about how much I love that they, they believe in the mission that our family puts forward, which is helping women to feel stronger about their days. That for all of us in my family is an important part of what we create together. And I think that togetherness makes us closer. I'm extraordinarily close with my kids and my kids are really, really, they, they are like best friends with each other. Aww. And I think a lot of it is this teammate mentality that we really built in from the very beginning with our kids, you know, with bringing them into the company, bringing them into the business, bringing them into our world. I think, you know, we oftentimes feel like we can't let them come into those areas because it's too stressful or it's too much. Well, here's a newsflash. Your kids know when you're stressed because you're snapping at them, you're impatient, right? right? They know. And that creates a lot of uncertainty. One of the things that really makes kids feel a little more secure is understanding what's going on. That doesn't mean you have to explain to them like, oh my gosh, I don't think we can pay the bills this month. You know, you don't have to give them that level of stress, but just, you know, these things are going on. You can explain it to them in very easy terms of, you know, mommy's going through, um, working on some things for the business. There's a lot going on. I'm just a little bit stressed. 
they understand that and then they feel more a part of the team. I think that's one of the things that really draws our team together is everyone is a part of it. Everyone is a contributing member, even the smallest ones, even the tiniest ones can be a contributing member. Absolutely. I, that is that is so on point. And I think that is same too for husbands and including yes. your spouse, you know, like, and for me, when I was starting, I was really big on telling my husband every step of the way, like when I made money, it was our money. Like, look, honey, like, mm-hmm. look what I did. And, you know, and really including your family. Um, but you know, this actually, and you know, you're touching on things that are just going right. And the one thing that I, like I, I have read this part of your book over and over. I've read it to my husband. I've read it to my kids. I stopped at a retreat and I read this. Um, <laughs> I love it. And it is about your Friday nights. Mm-hmm. And, and this, now this hit me hard because uh, you talk about, I mean, so for anyone, you guys can't see this, but I'm looking at this book and um, you have to get it now because now, now you have to see, but she puts all of the Friday nights visually so you can see your, like the amount of Fridays left in your life. Um, and then with your kids. And when I, I remember reading about the Friday nights and about how many we have left. And then, then your kids do this and it takes away this many Friday nights and how you make Friday nights such a priority because you know, we don't have that much time left with our children. I remember I just shut the book and I went to my husband and I was like, Friday nights are now our nights. Like, like (laughs) this is it. it. And my kids were like, what did you say? And I, I read the book, part of that book to my husband. And then I stopped and I read it to my kids and my son, he's eight and he will still say like, it's Friday night, you know, it's just us. And that that was, and so tell me, you you wrote about Friday nights. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? And like, and do you still do your Friday nights? Yes. I love this question because Friday nights are such a priority for me. They really are. So in that section of the book, I really wanted to take the idea of time, which is so abstract. And we have such a strange relationship with time and that we feel like we have all the time in the world, you know, because we're like, oh, someday I'll do this. Someday I'll do that. But then we feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have enough of it. There's not enough time to do what I need to get done. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to take time and really make it concrete. So we made, you know, each month and each week into a shape. So you could really kind of see how time is moving in your own life. And so for me, when I think about time, I think of it especially in terms of Friday nights because Friday nights for me are for movies and pizza and games and time with my family. And we have a very limited number of Friday nights with our children. You know, when we're in the trenches with our kids, it's hard and it's really hard to see out of that trench. And we feel like, oh my gosh, this is so difficult. But if you think about it, They live with us, ideally, I'm going to throw out the word ideally there, (laughs) they live with us for about 18 years. If they live to be 100, that's, you know, that's not that much of their life, right? It's not, it's not even a third. It's not even, you know, a half. It's, it's not even a quarter of their life. We have this small window of time to impart our values and our morals and to raise children who grow up to be these responsible, you know, contributing adults who are happy, who are well-adjusted. And so I really wanted Friday nights for me to be a priority. So when I think about, you know, opportunities that come up, Friday night is a night that I really protect, that I take, that I make sure that I am, you know, protecting. And here's the thing is, you know, we feel like we have this certain number of Friday nights, but as your kids get older, they have, you know, Friday night things that they want to do with their friends. So we don't even have as much time with our kids as we really think that we do. So by, for me, making Friday night a priority and choosing to say no to a lot of opportunities that come up on Friday nights and choosing instead to say yes to my family 
has allowed me to grow a close knit family and to really allow us to come together as, as you know, a close knit team, like we talked about. And for me still, Friday night is still a priority. I choose actively to be home on Friday nights any time I possibly can. There are times where, you know, things happen that you can't, you can't make it work or the kids are doing something else on Friday night, but any and every time that I can, Friday nights are for pizza. Sometimes Mexican food, because you know, a margarita on Friday night sure is nice, but a lot of times for pizza and movies, and it's really just a time for us to come together as a family. The rest of the weekend can be a little bit crazy and chaotic with kid activities and everything else, but really by prioritizing that, by, by keeping that day sacred, it really has made a difference for our family. And I think when we think about our time in terms of how much we have left, how much time we have together, it, it elevates it. It makes it feel more important and it makes it feel more purposeful. It gives me permission to put my phone away. It gives me permission to not worry about what anybody else thinks about what I'm doing on Friday night. It gives me permission to lean into my family and pour my very best self into them. Oh, that is seriously the best. And that has already made such an impact on our family. And I think, you know, part of your book is, well, actually 99% of your book to me was like giving me permission to do things like permission Mm -hmm. to not have balance, permission to have that Friday night. And, and you, you're saying in about the Friday nights and there's nobody cares what you're doing on a Friday night. They're doing their own thing. It's the perfect night to only focus on you. Yes. And I just, I just love it so much. And I just feel like your, your book was just so good about just making you feel okay. Like you're doing fine guys, you know, and, you know, and priority, like prioritize things that are really, you know, your passion and your purpose, you know, and don't worry about the other stuff and just go. So I think it's just amazing. So let me ask you, what advice would you have for someone who is maybe they're going through their own like balance struggle, like what is like the mm-hmm. first thing that they can do to start living towards their full potential and doing what they want? Oh, I love this because honestly, we're all works in progress, right? And I think we need to give ourselves permission to be perfectly imperfect, that we're not going to be doing everything exactly right. We're going to stumble, we're going to fall, we're going to have things that don't go well. And that is absolutely positively okay. I think what's really most important is that when you fall, you pick yourself back up, right? And then you keep moving forward in that same forward direction towards that life you want. I really believe that one of the most powerful things we can do is really decide where is it I want to go? You know, we wouldn't hop in the car with, you know, with no GPS or no map and think we we're going to make it across the country. You know, we'd end up somewhere altogether different, but we, we do that to ourselves. We, we go through life without this map. And so the first section of the book really is about discovery because it, it, it's that question of what is your, your mission statement? You know, what is that, what, why you do what you do? What's your vision statement? Where is it you want to go? And your core values, how do you want to get there? And we go through a process in the book. We talk about that, how you discover that for yourself. But if you use that as your filter for making your decision, for making your choices, for deciding what you're going to say yes to and what you're going to say no to, that helps you continue to move forward in that same central direction. Because you know what? We all have this ideal life that we dream about, this ideal version of what life can look like. And I'm here to tell you, it is absolutely positively achievable. But it takes a little bit of work every day. It doesn't have to be hard work. It can be small steps. But like we talked about, those five steps each day get you closer, much faster than taking giant running leaps. And I think that if we realize that and we continue to move in that same direction, 
that's when we begin to see growth. That's when we slip into bed and go, you know what? Today felt good, you know, or gosh, I did really well today. Here's a question is when's the last time that you said that to yourself? When you slipped into bed, when's the last time that you were like, nice work today. You did really well. We're so hard on ourselves. We are so incredibly hard on ourselves. And I really want you to feel better about what you're getting accomplished each day. And you do that by moving in that same central direction, using that North star to help guide you and filter your choices. That is awesome. So on point, so perfect. Couldn't be perfect, more perfect for uh, this podcast is inspire her and just inspiring the women around us to just live a better life. And so your story and everything that you've said is just so incredibly inspiring. Um, But before we get off, because our time is limited here, but I have to ask you, you said that you are a certified woman owned business. Mm -hmm. So what, so that is, so that seems like a pretty amazing accomplishment that we should definitely <laughs> touch on here. It's, it's a lot of work to be a certified woman owned business um, because, you know, you go through a whole certification process where it's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of proof. It's a lot of, you know, giving them all kinds of documentation. They come, they do an interview process with you to make sure that you truly are a woman owned business. And I am 100% woman owned. I own my own business. Um, my husband works for me. He is my CMO. I am the CEO. And um, for me, it was really important to get that certification that I'm a woman owned business because I'm really proud of that. You know, there is, uh, I think it's, I think it's a really small number. It's like 2% of all woman owned businesses grow to seven figures. While for men, it's something like 12 to 13%. Wow. And isn't that crazy? It really is. It's a very, very distorted um, number that the women, you know, are, are not as doing as well or as success, successful. And so I really think that part of you know, what I do in my platform is I'm a woman owned business. And so I want to help support other women who are growing their businesses. And I want to work with other women who are interested in moving us all up and lifting us all up. I truly believe that when women come together, when we support each other and encourage each other, when we lift one another up, all we do is support and encourage and really allow our entire platform to grow and flourish. And I think that's so important that we as women should be lifting one another up. So that's one of the reasons why it was so important to me to get that certification. A lot of work, a lot of hoops to jump through, but 100% to me, worth it. Oh my gosh. And look at what you're doing for, you know, future generations and every, your daughter, your like women, you know, below us that are like wondering if they can do it. You just proved like, yes, you freaking can. Oh, you absolutely can. I like to tell people, you know, I'm nothing special. I mean, my husband thinks I'm special. My mom thinks I'm special, (laughs) but I mean, the things that I've done, people look at and they go, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I'm like, you know what? I just put one foot in front of the other every day. I get up, breathe in, breathe out, and I move forward in that same central direction. And you can too. It's absolutely possible. That's amazing. You're incredible. You are so incredible. So for everyone who's listening, you have have to, absolutely have to get the joy of missing out. And where else can people find you? Can you tell us where the best place for everyone to find you and follow you? Yes, absolutely. So you can find me on my website, tanyadalton.com. So Tanya with an O and a Y. You'll see links there to my podcast. So I think I'm on, you know, episode 150 something on my podcast right now. (laughs) Um, You can find links to my products because I do sell planners. I sell um, all kinds of productivity tools to help women that are really focused on women. So you'll find links to that as well, as well as different videos that I do that help people walk through even things like 
planning together as a family on Sunday so that you can have a, you know, a really successful week together. So um, tanyadalton.com is the best place to find me. And you could find links too to, to get the book there. Okay, and I will put everything on my blog, so every link to Tanya Dalton so you can find her. Make sure that when you get the book, you're tagging her. If you do a Friday night and you you commit to that, like tag us, tag Tanya. Yes. It's, you know, maybe the more, I always say like the more we do things and we shout it out and we tag and we do this, like the more we can inspire others around us to do the same. And so. Absolutely. Yes. That's how movement starts. That's really is. To, to me, the joy of missing out is more than a book. It's a movement. It really oh is. 100%. Getting, getting women to really feel more ownership over their day and to feel good about what they're doing each and every day. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, there were times when I, I just picked up your book and like, and just opened up a page and just, and just read a page, you know, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to scroll through and just read something. And it was like, I just, sometimes you just need that personal development that's your book mm -hmm. is totally a personal development book oh, for me. Like, thank you. Just thank amazing. You. And it was so good. And I just, I really truly feel like it was, it gave me permission to just live my best life and not worry about all the other things, you know? And I just, so I thank you because you've completely changed my life and I'm sure you're going to change so many others. So thank you for being on the podcast, Tanya. You are such an inspiration. Thank you. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed chatting with you and I just really appreciate your kind words. Thank you so much. All right. I'll see you guys later. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspire Her podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends, tag me on Instagram, Insta stories, or Facebook, and let's inspire her together.